Welcome back. It's great to see you again. I hope you've been well. This is your Friday dose of MLEX, covering the top stories in regulatory affairs from around the globe. My name is James Paniki. I'm MLEX's Asia-Pacific Senior Editor, coming to you from the LexisNexis offices in Melbourne, Australia. Now, if you haven't already read our analysis of how car manufacturers in the US are getting very assertive in dealing with state-based privacy laws, well, don't waste another moment. It's a truly intriguing story. And yes, I hear you ask the question, why would car manufacturers be up in arms about privacy legislation? Surely that's something that we'd expect from big tech. Well, the answer is simple. Smart vehicles and the data they generate are turning automobile producers into data giants. The last thing they want are privacy laws that put the kibosh on that nascent business model. Our San Francisco-based senior reporter, Shu Wan, has been covering the car industry's increasing interest in data privacy legislation, and she joins us now. Shuan, firstly, tell us something about this new trend in privacy legislation that you've described in your article. Um, thanks, James. So the new trend that we've noticed is that automakers or like OEMs and equipment makers in the automotive industry, they are increasingly present uh, in the proceedings of state legislation uh, or rulemaking that have something to do with privacy or data security. So there's clearly a growing interest there, but why is that? I mean, what kind of privacy legislation are car makers interested in? Um, yeah, so what we've been looking at um, is primarily privacy legislation. The bigger context uh, is in the U.S. because there's no uh, national level uh, privacy law. A lot of the states are making their own laws. A recent example was in the state of Washington. The bill is actually about health data protection. Uh, it was a bit surprising to when we tune in to the hearing to see uh, a lobby group, a quite important lobby group in the U.S. for uh, car makers. It's called Alliance for Automotive Innovation. Uh, they represent companies such as BMW and General Motors. So they submitted testimony, and they were. Uh, they also sent a representative to the hearing to argue the 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 law. Sorry, the bill is too broad, and for them, for the car makers, there might be some unintended consequences for them. Uh, so as a result, they were there to kind of oppose the law, trying to narrow it down a bit. Uh, the interesting thing was in the past, you don't really often see uh, this group in these uh, state legislature hearings. Usually, you will see organizations or trade bodies representing the tech sector, such as TechNet and uh, Chamber for Progress. And nowadays, you just see Alliance for Automotive Innovation sitting together at the table with the other tech uh, lobby groups. And so what this means is, in a way, that car makers are now uh, sitting alongside the tech industry. They are themselves the, the producers and managers of vast quantities of data, and that uh, points to an evolution of the car making industry. Is that your sense? Is that why the car makers are now more active than they had been before on this front? Um, yes. So a lot of people say cars today are increasingly becoming um, smartphone on wheels because of connectivity technology. So with these technologies, today the cars are connected and 
being connected basically means they collect data uh, from the from the vehicle and. The data includes,、um, for example, how you use the infotainment system within the car and how you drive the car, your driving behaviors.、Uh, for example,、uh, in the insurance industry, people really want the data because they can then assess so whether the driver is at fault or the car is at fault. And for governments,、um, such data is very valuable to them because they can get to know. The traffic situation and how to better plan the city, and as with the、uh, tech industry, such the data can be used for advertising,、uh, which means they can、uh, sell the data to to make money. So clearly, this data is very、uh, valuable, but also very sensitive.、Uh, not just for you know what radio station you listen to, but also your your driving habits. And、uh, ultimately, also, you know, medical data. You know, the the data that they might be able to gather to、uh, point to the fact that you might be intoxicated when you're behind the wheel, or or other factors. So it is clearly sensitive. We understand why this is a privacy issue. But what kind of legislation, in particular, is the automotive industry supporting, and what legislation is it opposing? I think the industry. Right now,、um, if you look at all the、um, their activities in state legislation, and also there is a recent rulemaking、uh, relating to privacy by the Federal Trade Commission,、um, their main argument is that the technology of cars, connected cars,、uh, is based on data. They need data to provide some、uh, functions that they、uh, couldn't before. For example. There is this fa- facial detection technology that can detect whether、uh, the driver is impaired or the driver is having a medical emergency. Another example would be whether there was there is a child being locked、um, in the vehicle, and that、uh, function could be captured by a privacy law that has really strict rules for、uh, biometric、uh, data, which includes your facial. Geometry. So the arguments the car makers make is basically these technologies are very important and they can save lives. But sometimes when you ask people to opt in,、uh, they just not go- going to do that, and that will become a problem and eventually prevent people from benefiting from these technologies, which、um, safety related technologies. So whenever in, in, lo- in a lot of these、uh, legislative activities, they they want the、uh, lawmakers to kind of、uh, exclude、um, the auto industry from that kind of capture. Um, in by by the law and Shuan, we're really looking into the future here, aren't we? Because the car makers are clearly indicating that they want to be able to not only gather this information, but possibly even on-sell that information, and so they want to、uh, be sure and be certain that legislation doesn't prevent them from doing that. So we're really looking at a. A new business model for car makers is that、uh, is that how you describe it? Yeah, and I think a lot of the major or leading car makers in the world have、um, announced that they are going to invest in、um, data related or software related service, such as subscription service, extra functions people can can use, and as as I mentioned. 
just now, um, targeted advertising, which is a um, very important revenue source for tech companies for so many years. This model is now kind of um, you, you can see that uh, happening in the in the auto sector too. Well, if it's true that Facebook doesn't get us to pay for the service, but we ultimately pay by offering up our personal data, I wonder if we're going to ultimately get a free car at the end of this, just with the promise of providing lots of uh, personal data. I'm not sure if that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, well, that that sounds not too bad. <laughs> sounds like a good option. Look, Shuan, this has been a great article, so interesting looking into the future with uh, with these uh, mobility issues. Thank you so much for speaking to us today. Thank you, James. Xu Wan is a senior correspondent with MNEX. She's based in San Francisco, and her analysis is ready for you to read and enjoy. You'll find it at the usual spot, mlexmarketinsight.com. That's M-L-E-X, marketinsight.com. You'll see a tab called News Hub, and that's where you need to be for the very best of MLEX's reporting and analysis. There's also an archive of our podcasts and our special reports, including our most recent financial services report, looking into crypto and green finance. Alas, that's where we have to leave things for today. We'll be back with you next week at the same time with more regulatory news from around the globe. And somewhere midweek, we'll be appearing in your feed with a special podcast for the publication of a new special report from Australia. So stay tuned for that one. The podcast was produced and presented by me, James Paniki. Our marketing team in London ensured that it was uploaded. And our executive producer is Richard Thompson. From everyone here at MLEX and LexisNexis, thank you for your company. Bye for now. Bye for now.